0: Exactly mean to walk in purpose I know it has become a thing in our culture to know your purpose or to do your thing but as a follower of Jesus Christ what does it actually mean to walk in purpose well that's what I want to discover with you I'm Jody Grove, and I am excited to walk with you to discover together what it means to walk in God's presence and live a life of abundance in our everyday lives. We'll do this through sharing testimonies, digging into God's word, and walking out Matthew 17 20, where Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. I'm so honored you've taken the time to walk with me this week. Welcome to She Walks in Purpose. Welcome back to She Walks in Purpose. This is episode three of season two, and I am really excited about um, this particular episode because I actually get to talk with somebody <laughs> next to me. <laughs> um, and I know I said this in episode one and two that I, I love being able to do this podcast because I do believe that I am speaking um to Jesus and my Abba when I'm recording, and um, this is a great way for me to process, but I just have to say that I really love having somebody sit next to me and listen to me and then be able to share what they are getting from the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. as we're moving through each episode and as we move through scripture. So please welcome my guest, my husband, Jason Grove, is here. Thank you. Thank it's you for be being here. here. Well, I'm glad it's good for you to be here because <laughs> I love having you here and <laughs> visiting with you about these things. Mm-hmm. Before we get started, Jay, um, we I mentioned to him last night. I was actually <laughs> um, uh, editing e- episode two, and I had to do a lot of editing. <laughs> And so there I thought to myself and and then I said it out loud that I just want it to be very clear that when when I am recording these episodes, I am going live as well on YouTube. And I am not going to edit my videos like I edit the podcast. So what you see is what you get pretty much on YouTube, on the live video. Um, There's only so much that I can do right now and I am literally learning as I go, especially going live on YouTube. And so I'm just being okay with being vulnerable and being real in this way. So I wanted to share that with everybody. Um, I also wanted to do a little bit of review of season two and what season two is all about. I'm not going to do a lot, um, but season two is all about his, his purpose and what it means to live for his glory, and it's based off of three scripture passages, Psalm 5112, 1 Corinthians 126, and Ephesians one. And what, I've, what I'm doing throughout this season and really what I did in, in episodes one and two is what is the calling and what does that look like to live that out? And so um, I believe the calling is the calling to salvation. And then the second part is walking out our salvation on a daily basis. And so from this point on in season two, I will be having guests And what I'm really excited about is with each guest, there is going to, there is going to come a different um, perspective, perhaps, or actually another way to say that would be added wisdom from each um, guest to talk about what does it mean to live the calling to which you've been called. And. That seems like a jumbled lot of words, and I have a tendency to go really deep with things, and so what I love about having guests is they help lighten that depth and widen the depth as well. Like, they they bring in the breadth of it, basically. Um.
1: Or we try to.
0: <laughs> I would say that you do. <laughs> I wouldn't say that you try. I would say that you do, because... You know, my perspective only goes so far with people. Not everybody is going to relate to everything that I have Mm -hmm. to say. So I need other people to come in and talk about various things. So that's what we're actually going to do today. Today we're really going to focus on, well, as Jason and I talked about this and as we both have prayed about it, and quite frankly, we've prayed a little bit together but more so individually. The one scripture that has really become the focus of today's episode is Philippians 2, 12 and 13, which I'm going to read real quick. So I'm in Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, I used that in episode two, but I think we're going to take it a little deeper today because we also coincided um, Second Peter. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Second Peter 1. Do you want to read that one? Wasn't it Second Peter 1, 3 through 15?
1: Yep. I can read that one. And this is out of the ESV. of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be Richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder For I know that the putting off of my body will soon will be soon as our Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall
0: these things. So that was a lot of scripture and we're not necessarily going to like break it down like I was doing in episode one and two. But we are going to refer back to this because Mm -hmm. this has everything to do with walking worthy of the call to which you have been called. That's Ephesians Mm -hmm. four one, And that has everything to do with the Philippians 2 passage of working out your salvation Mm -hmm. with fear and trembling. Um. And then there's a couple other scripture passages that we want to pull in as well. But we're we're really going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to actually let you, Jay, just lead us in, you know, how God has been working in you and revealing to you what it means to work out. When Paul says in Philippians two mm-hmm. twelve. work out your salvation in fear and trembling.
1: Okay. Well, the thing that has really come up to me, and I'm going to use a real example, and it's going to be actually Jody and I. Um, We have been married for just over a year now, and there are times that we argue. Yep. And those times are times where, for me, being single for 40-plus years, it has caused me to work out things in my life, Um, whether it's fears, whether it's stubbornness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not that I'm stubborn or anything, (laughs) (laughs) Um, pride. Um, it's caused me to have to see things in a different light because no longer am I doing things for myself. I have a beautiful lady that I am walking beside now. And it's understanding that In order to move in life now, I have to work things out. And it's not just I have to work things out with myself, but I have to work things out with my wife. And sometimes it's not easy. I mean, there's times where we get mad and we have to go to our own corners for <laughs> a few minutes to <laughs> think things out and then come back together. And, and one of the main things that I'm learning is to apologize, to ask for forgiveness when I mess up, to be willing to offer that forgiveness also. And it's, not easy because pride steps in. And I bring this example because there are times where in our life, it's like, God, why did you do this? Why is this going on? Why is this happening? What's going on? What? And we get mad at God. We argue with God. And that's part of working it out with him. It's... Realizing it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated. But at the same time, not to let that fear, that frustration, that anger cause it to turn into sin where we just turn our backs, walk out the door and slam it behind us And not look back. And that's something I believe in our world that is so easy to do. Um, Cancel culture comes into mind where, oh my gosh, I don't agree with you. I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook and walk away. You're dead to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It happens in marriages. Where people just are like, well, this isn't going the way I wanted it to go, and walk away. It's how people are with God. Um, He's not giving me what I want right now, so I'm done with him. Mm. And yet, it's realizing that God called us, He's chosen us to a higher level with Him, in our marriages, in our walk with other people. Um, I think, and I'm going to skip around probably a little bit, but this is all about His holiness and who He is. Um, If I'm not willing to work things out with my wife. How does that show my relationship with God? It shows that I'm not willing to do to work things out with Him. I look back and going back to an Old Testament example of the priests. I mean, they were chosen by God. They had certain things and certain rituals they had to go to go through to go into the holy of holies Mm
0: -hmm. they were expectations
1: yeah and the bad part is is i don't i don't have a scripture but i know there's a scripture reference where they put a rope around the it's either the waist or the foot i can't remember which it it is foot but i'm yeah. not sure either yeah but if they go in there and they're not sanctified the way that god had called them to sanctify they could drop dead in the presence of god
0: well they would yeah because they went into his presence uh-huh. they went into the holy of holies right that's why there were expectations that they had to abide by to yeah. go in
1: yeah and and with that it's it's stepping into a relationship with him and knowing his expectations and his expectations are and I'm gonna are in here yeah Jason's
0: in, holding up for the podcast listeners yeah. he's he was holding up a Bible yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's okay
1: um, but also, those same expectations come to our relationship with other people. His expectations are clearly spelled out. Um, as we just read in Second Peter, verse 5, I guess, really starts it out, where it starts talking about... Um, Supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. Those are also things that he points out for our physical relationship with other people. It's about our love and If I'm not willing to walk that out with my wife, who is right here in front of me, how am I going to walk that out with God who we don't physically see?
0: But yet he's closer to us than than anyone.
1: Right. And he knows us. Right. He knows us intimately better than my wife knows me. Yeah. Um, he knows my every thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. He knows the condition of our hearts.
1: Yeah. And with that, I mean, one verse or scripture set, and I'm going to go ahead and pull that in, okay. that that's okay.
0: Yep. That, go
1: for it. Um, That really has come up to me with the holiness has been, um, 1 Peter, yeah, chapter two, verse starting verse four. And I'm gonna end with verse twelve. As you come to him a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as spiritual as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture. And I'm going to stop for a second because I just never caught that before because you think of it, for it says in Scripture. But no, this is says, for it stands in Scripture, which means it's firmly planted sorry a little side thing there that just caught my eye. Uh, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame.
0: That is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The precious cornerstone is Jesus. Yeah So whoever believes in him
1: All right. So the honor is for you who believe, Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. And as I'm reading that, something that just come up. Um, when. I read um, A Chosen Race, A Royal Priesthood, A Holy Nation. That Holy Nation does not mean the United States of America. <laughs> that Holy Nation is God's chosen people. In this Point here. He was, and correct me, Jody, if I'm wrong. He was referring to the Israelites,
0: well, and And the Gentiles that had accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because when Jesus died on the cross, um, he created the way for the Gentiles to also be adopted into Mm -hmm. God's family, which His original family Mm -hmm. are the chosen people called the Israelites, Mm -hmm. right? The nation of Israel is the chosen people. However, Jesus came so that all could become a part of God's family. So Mm -hmm. when Peter is talking here, he's not just talking to Jews. He is talking to Gentiles, and Mm -hmm. we are considered Gentiles.
1: Because of Jesus. Right, because of Jesus, because he chose us. And he's walking with us. Um, Those
0: who have confessed their sin and ask God to forgive them of their sin.
1: Yeah.
0: Once you have taken that step, step you are now a part of the chosen nation. Mm-hmm. You are now considered a holy people.
1: Yeah,
0: or as you read in Second Peter. Yeah. Or first, first Peter, Peter. Yeah. excuse me.
1: And it's, it's something that I think we get confused on a
0: lot. What do you mean by that?
1: Um, I think just as a nation. Oh. That, and even. Gonna say, even sometimes as Christians themselves, because we get this idea that okay, I go to church on Sunday, I do this, I do that, I look good, I throw in my money, I do I do the things, but Going back to the priests back in the Old Testament, their hearts had to be right. Um, You look at the Pharisees in the New Testament where they would stand on the street corner and they'd say all these good things, but yet they go and do whatever. And that's the way some Christians live. Sunday mornings they go in and they go to church, and they look all good and glorious. And then throughout the week, they live life however. And there are some days I am like that, where...
0: Just go through the motions, kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll read scripture, but then throughout the day, and I had one of those days this week, and where... I went in and to work and prayed and prayed and listened to music, Christian music, but my heart wasn't fully with God because I was frustrated, I was irritated and upset, and just things weren't going the way I wanted them to go. And end of the story, at that moment, I looked in my opinion, looked ugly because of the sin that I was moving through in my life that it's like, okay, was I really holy at that moment? (laughs) Was I really honoring God in my life? And I'm not saying that every day of our lives we're going to be holy, that we're going to be perfect because we can't be. We are not perfect. The side of heaven, we are not perfect.
0: And yet,
1: it's. Beca- we are. Right, because of Christ. Right. Yeah. It's. Sometimes our flesh gets in the way in a big time.
0: Right. That's so. when I would say, and you've heard me say it before, it's walking in the flesh versus walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Another way that I'd like to pull in. Um, Whenever you're done, are you ready for me to pull Go okay? Yep. So um the other piece that I'd like to pull in that goes with because some people may not understand what it means to walk in the flesh versus walking in the spirit. So we could say it another way. Walking in the old self and not walking as the new self. Yeah. Um and so with what you have shared so far, I am going to pull in the passage in Ephesians Mm 4 just to bring bring some nitty-gritty things back to help people make some connections. Um, So I'm in Ephesians 4, and I'm going to start in verse 17. assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So I'm just going to, I'm going to stop there because that is what you were speaking to, Jay, that when you were saying, I'm not always holy or I'm not perfect. When we confessed, 1 John 1, is it 1 John 1, 9? If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all our own righteousness. In the moment that you, Jay, or I, or whoever's listening, The moment that we confessed our sins and said, I am a sinner. I need you, Jesus. I believe you came to the earth. You died on the cross for me. You you have forgiven me. I believe you have forgiven me of my sin. Past, present, and future, you have forgiven. In that moment, righteousness was imparted to us Mm
1: -hmm.
0: through the grace of God. Because of Jesus. So it was like we were cloaked, not only cloaked, but just purified in a sense of the sin. Mm-hmm. So now when God looks at me, he sees Jesus. Yeah. All at the same time, I am no longer my old self. My old self has died And the new self has come alive. New self meaning the righteousness, the whole everything of who God is has been imparted to me. That's the new life. Now the work begins Mm -hmm. is how I would like to say it. Now the work begins to walk in the new life. Now here's the deal. We've lived our life in the old way of living in the futility of our minds. Um, Let's see, what did it say? Callous, um, giving myself up to sensuality, greedy to every kind of impurity, meaning greedy in every aspect of my life that's not pure, meaning I've been driven by my own desires instead of being driven by God himself, like mm-hmm. like living for God, being driven by God, being driven by righteousness or holiness or you know whatever it may be. Those patterns, those perceptions, the way I used to live, those things have to change, yeah. which is, that's where we tie in Philippians 2.12, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. But guess what? As I stated in, Episode one and two, I can't do it. So what Mm -hmm. you were even talking about in those moments, Jay, it would be, and I can't speak for you, but what comes up for me is in those moments that you started to feel frustrated, in those moments you started, you know, whatever it was for you, it would be in those moments first and foremost, recognizing what moved you because you said you were in a place of worship.
1: Yeah. yeah what a-
0: moved you from worshiping God to worshiping yourself? Because in essence, you're mm-hmm. worshiping yourself. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm being real here. I do yeah. it too. Yeah. I'm worshiping myself and my own desires when I give in to the frustration and I get frustrated and then I'm being controlled by my emotions or I'm being controlled by the situation.
1: Right, and that's it.
0: That's the old self. Mm -hmm. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's it's it. Sometimes in our lives when situations change in a moment instead of realizing that God has that moment Mm -hmm. and that he's wanting to walk with you through that moment you look at that moment as okay everything just got messed up now what do i do
0: which what you're speaking to i can i mean that's that's the philippians i'm finding it right now that's the philippians 2:13 in that moment for it is god who works in you mm-hmm. both to will so if he's working with you in that moment are you working with him
1: exactly and
0: are you working With him, both to will and to work for his good pleasure in that moment. That's a really good point.
1: Yeah, because at that moment, I know I found myself not willing to work. And going back to our real example of our married life, you know, there's moments where it's like, okay, am I willing to work through this? With my wife, or am I gonna stick to my guns? And I'm gonna say nope. I'm gonna stay where where I'm saying. I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. And
0: which is a really a reflection. If you're doing that in, if we are doing that in our relationships with one another, whether it's in marriage, or whether it's with um, our sons and daughters, or whether it's with a, or a you know like moms and dads or. Or it's with our friends mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. That is actually a reflection of how we are doing that with uh-huh. God.
1: And I'm going to even throw it even a little further is co-workers and bosses. Yes. I mean, that's, yes, that's for good a lot point. of people. That's a real thing mm-hmm. is is working with your co-workers and bosses in a godly fashion.
0: Whether they're believers right. or not. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No,
1: it doesn't matter at
0: all. I mean, especially, I mean, we can refer to how Jesus walked right. with unbelievers Yeah, because he rubbed shoulders and, with unbelievers all the time. Right,
1: and working with family members that are unbelievers. I mean, How do you do that with love? Well, God points it out in his word.
0: So everything that we've talked about so far, and even as I've read, the old self ways. Those are unholy ways. And so when Paul is, what Paul is doing here in Ephesians um, 17 through, or 4, 17 through uh, 22, to put off your old, he's, what he's saying is, he's reminding them, this is who you were, but this is not who you are. Mm -hmm. And so like, even if we would reference the, the first Peter passage that you read. Um, you know, Peter in that passage is telling his listeners, the people he wrote this letter to, that this is who you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're a chosen people. You're a chosen race. You're a chosen priesthood. Live live it, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. And so then, then when, I'm going back to Ephesians 4, peeps. Um, So I'm in verse 23, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. So my new self is in the likeness of him, true righteousness and true holiness. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep reading. Because Paul does a really good job of breaking this down mm-hmm. like he did in um, the second Peter three through 15 mm-hmm. when you brought that up earlier about like the, the virtue, the godliness, yeah, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Those were what the new self looks like, what it what it looks like to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, to live um, righteously and holy. Um, Paul does a good job here in Ephesians 4, 25 through 32 is what I'm going to read. So, therefore, having put away falsehood, falsehood meaning this is your old self, put away falsehood, let each one of you speak truth. What is truth? I'm holding it if you're watching on YouTube, if you if you end up watching this, I'm holding my Bible. This is truth. Yeah. So, put away anything and everything that is not according to the To the word of God, so what Paul is going to be doing in the next several verses is he's going to be saying, "This is your old, this is the old self. Here's the new self. This is the old self. Here's the new self." So I'm going to be walking through this. Um, So he says, "Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. Speak truth with whomever work co-workers, Uh husbands, wives, Uh sons, daughters, mothers, fathers." whomever, mm-hmm. for we are members one of another. Next one, be angry do not, and do not sin, meaning
1: which you way, can get angry,
0: yeah. but don't allow the anger or frustration turn to sin.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not only with our people, but that's also with God.
0: Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We could talk a whole episode about <laughs> being angry and do not sin, but uh-huh. we won't go there right no. now. <laughs> no. Um, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So if you are angry, you are not to let the sun go down on it. Yeah. Confess that you're angry and allow God to work it out for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And give no opportunity to the devil. So notice, if you allow the anger to envelop you and you do allow the sun to go down, you are giving opportunity to the enemy. Mm-hmm. I'm in verse 28 now. Let let the thief no longer steal. That was your old self. Stealing mm-hmm. was your old self. And I'm going to say that that's not just like, tangible, stealing tangible things. It could be stealing ideas. It could be stealing thoughts. It could be it could be lots of things, people. But rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. In other words, do what you're called to do, the tasks. So when I say that, do what God has told you to do each and every single day knowing that it is to Share. It is shared with anyone in need, not just physical and tangible. It means maybe sharing the truth. Maybe it's sharing compassion or Mm -hmm. sharing gentleness or mercy or whatever it may be. Next, verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. That was your old self. Mm -hmm. That was the old self. Corrupting talk coming out of your mouth was the old self. Corrupt talk could be four-letter words, it could be gossip, it could be slander, yeah. it could be just any one of those things is corrupt talk, mm-hmm. but only such is good for building up. So this is the new self. We only speak that builds up. It's to build up. Yeah. It is to, well, love, mm-hmm. encourage, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Meaning, if you're living as your old self, as been depicted in verses 25 through 29, most likely you're grieving the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, which means you're grieving Jesus and you're grieving grieving God as well. hmm why is this grieving them? Because this isn't who you are. Yeah. Why does this sadden them? Because you are not your old self anymore. You are your new self. You are holy. You are set apart. You are chosen. Yeah. Um, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Ooh, here's the next one. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. That's all the old self. And believe it or not, people, you can sit in the deceit of your mind all you want, but all of these things were a part of your old self. Mm -hmm. And I am here to say, too, that as you are working out your salvation with fear and trembling— meaning you're submitting your will to God daily, quite frankly, it's most likely moment by moment, he is going to reveal to you the bitterness, mm-hmm. the wrath, the anger, the clamor, the slander that still exists within the depths of your heart. He is going to reveal that to you, and he's going to say, okay, this isn't who you are. This was here. I'm I'm going to... St- I'm going to help you collate. He invites us to co-labor with him so that it can be revealed to us so that we no longer can allow those aspects of our heart to rule the way mm-hmm. we talk, the rule, the way that we see each other and most, first and foremost, and most, por- most important of all, the way we see him and commune with him. Yeah. Lastly, verse 32, be kind to one another. So I love how Paul does this because what he says is this was your old self, 31. This was the old self. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander, and malice. This is your old self. Now, this is what your new self looks like, verse 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And the piece that I want to add, because I know you probably have some things that you want to pull in, the one thing that I want to add here we received the kindness, mm-hmm. the tenderheartedness, the forgiveness. We did not deserve it. Mm-hmm. We deserved the wrath that Jesus received mm-hmm. when he was walking the earth, we des- we deserve that wrath, and he took it for us so that we wouldn't have to, why would we not want to give what's been given to us?
1: Yeah. Now I look at it, and the thing that's coming up is You look at Jesus's life. He had every reason as he was on this earth to. Pretty much, if you want to use the term, call down fire on (laughs) numerous people um, to show them exactly who he was and basically say, okay, you guys want to beat me? Here, this is who I am and show us glory and they just fall dead. And I'm just thinking, for me, am I willing to put aside me Hmm. and walk the path that Jesus has put before me, knowing that I am going to be, as Jody just read, I am going to be slandered. I am going to be pushed. I am going to be canceled. But am I willing to Walk to bear that cross, his cross.
0: My cross.
1: My, yeah. Knowing that all of this is going to happen. And knowing that he is right there with me. Bearing it with me. To walk with me through all of this stuff. For his glory. And I want to make sure you know that's clear. It's for his glory. It's not for mine. Mm -mm. This is not for my glory. It's not to say, hey, look at what I just went through. Hey, look at how I just succeeded and stand up tall and proud. But to remember In humbleness before him, it is all because of his glory. You think of a situation in your life that you've walked through, and you wonder why on earth did I just endure that? And realize it's because. He wanted His glory to be shown through you at that moment. He wanted people to see Him through your willingness to walk with Him through that moment. It's a concept for People that is hard to realize that our walk with Christ is not to say, hey, look at me. It's not to have that big stage and people behind us singing our praises. It's to show His glory, it's for His glory to be revealed. In our lives. Not our lives to reveal our glory. Because. um, I think this is where. Let me find the verse. um, First Peter one. um, Fifteen and sixteen. Fifteen and sixteen. Instead shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. For the scripture says, you are to be holy because I am holy. And that's because God is holy. We're only holy because of him. We're only holy because of Christ's willingness to go through everything he went through, to hang on that cross, to spend the three days in the tomb to be separated from his Father, which we're not even going to go how that all works, but but to live knowing we're holy because of his holiness. We can't even handle seeing his glory as was pointed out, His glory, this was pointed out to me a while back, His glory is like the purity of the sun. Mm. If the sun, there's spots in the sun, and those spots are to keep the purity of the sun from being manifested, because if the sun was as pure as what it could be, we'd be vaporized. And that is his glory. His glory is so pure that we cannot stand in his glory as we stand right now. And yet. And yet it's because of who Christ is that we know his glory. Mm -hmm. And it's being manifested through us because of him. Mm -hmm. Not because of anything I'm doing
0: but because of him. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope it's become pretty clear to those of you who are listening today that it is a continual process. It is not yes. a one and done. And I also hope that you have heard that it's in every moment of our life that we are to put on the new self that we are to live as holy people, as a chosen race. Um, Just in your explanation, Jason, of what it was like for you earlier this week as you were working, um, I believe those are ordained moments in our life where God is revealing himself and, quite frankly, testing us.
1: Yeah.
0: And it provides us the opportunity for him to remind us of who we are, whose we are, excuse mm-hmm. me, whose we are. Um, and I would, I would just like, what was coming up for me as I was listening to you talk is, okay, what is one thing that we can give the listeners today? Um, to, You know, it's a huge concept to think about putting on the new self. I think it's pretty clear. I mean, and if if you need more references, go to Colossians 3. When Paul, again, is talking to another church about putting on the new self. All of Colossians 3 is about putting on the new self. So that would be another good scripture reference to dig into along with Ephesians 4. Um, Just because Paul does such a good job of like saying, this is what it looks like in the old self. This is what it looks like for the new self. But as I was um, even reading in Colossians and Ephesians, it's put away or put to death, the Mm -hmm. old. And so the question would be, how in the world do I do that? So I have, and maybe you can add to, because this is what was coming up for me. So if you have something that comes up for you, then I I just invite for you to share that. It would be. Lord, I am just so, th- it would be a prayer. I am so thankful that I get to be with you in this moment and that I get to say that I am righteous because of Jesus Christ. And I recognize that there is just yuck in my heart and therefore that means I have yucky thoughts, that, that means I have, will have yucky behaviors, I will see things in not a clear, godly way I need to put those things to death. Yeah. I want to put those things to death. I don't want to talk Mm-mm. in a slanderous way. I don't want to gossip anymore. I don't want to say words that are not that are not encouraging words. Yeah. I want to speak in love. I want to speak encouragement. I want to speak with in- compassion. You know, whatever it is for you. I want, I want to walk as the new self, but I don't know mm-hmm. how to do that, Lord. I need your help. For some of you, there, here's another one. For some of you, you may be aware of what the major a struggle you have, the major sin that you have in your life. I mean, we all have it. And we have mm-hmm. multiples, but there is one particular that we, we struggle with constantly. It might be anger. It might be a short temper. You know, it, it could be anything. It could be codependency. I mean, there's a myriad of them. So if you are self-aware in that way of, of just being recognized, oh, yeah, I deal I deal with cussing every single day, and I know that that's not, that's not encouraging, or I deal with a short fuse all the time, take that to God and say, mm-hmm. God, this is not of you. This is not whose I am. This is not a representation of the holiness that I reside in and and actually resides within me. I need your help. That's what was coming up for me.
1: And as Jody was speaking in my situation this week, the or I should say how God worked with me through that was the next day I went back to work was to ask forgiveness Mm. for my temperament, for how I was. And the thing was, was what I perceived myself as having when I apologized to looked at me and said you were how I never even noticed that we were all going through a rough time that day you know they said well thank you for apologizing but you didn't really have to but yet knowing that at that moment God said go and that is revealing his holiness because you're willing to to go and humble yourself to the point of apologizing, even though, as was pointed out, I didn't need to, but yet I did because that yuckiness of that day was still there.
0: I would also say, Jay, um, to me, you've always been an extremely humble man and your reverence for your God is very noticeable. And I would say that your response to him telling you to go and ask for forgiveness was the, the fear and trembling spelled mm. out in <laughs> Philippians two. Mm-hmm. work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Yeah. It's your reverence of, of him knowing who's, you are, and that mm. you are his son, that you really, it, pro, it propels you to obey because mm. you know how loved you are and you know how important it is for him, to him, for you mm-hmm. to act as he's called you to act. But that's what it's like to to work out your salvation if you're trembling. It is <laughs> what you just described. That is like one thing, yeah. That we need to do, and we could talk forever and ever. But we've been talking for a long time, and I think we've got our. I think we've got the point across I think so. that we needed to mm-hmm. speak about today. So I look forward to being with you again next week, and I will have a new guest sitting at the table with me, and I'm very excited for you to meet her. She's a very good friend of mine, but thanks for being here, Jay. Yes. As always, you brought some great wisdom, and God really spoke through you today, so I thank you for sharing. You're welcome. See you next time wherever you're listening whether it's on Apple or whether it's on Spotify or Overcast i just ask that you provide a rating give me some feedback like the facebook page she walks in purpose and know that if you want to support this podcast in any way check out unite to know.org it's fortune faith oak ministries website If you want to support She Walks in Purpose, I just ask that you support Forge and Faith Oak Ministries. Thank you for walking with me this week. My prayer is that you've seen Jesus even more clear, recognized the immensity of God's presence and discovered an even deeper abundance of life, knowing whose you are. My encouragement to you is this. Know God's presence envelops you. His purposes are for His glory, your good, and that entails a life of abundance. Blessings in the truth and grace of Jesus Christ.